Good morning and welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Today we are talking with Rick Limpert, and uh, Rick has got, a, a, as always, a number of irons in the fire. So we're going to talk about a couple of things that he's he's got going on and uh, the kinds of things that he's working on and who he writes for and the kind of projects he likes to do. Uh, but uh, first, good morning, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Mitch. I know... Uh... We, we, we've known each other for years, so this is uh, this is not only uh, hopefully informative, but this will be fun as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I like doing these because it's, it's a lot more um, interactive, and uh, I feel like I get to know people a lot more <clears throat> this way than just uh, email or emailing them or even even talking on the phone. So I, I like I've, I've enjoyed doing it this way, and I, I hope uh, I think you'll like it too. Uh, so you are uh, live from Orlando today, or, or taped from Orlando, as, as this will tape in a week, or, run in a week or so. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Orlando, like so many places, they uh, depend on tourism, and they've been uh, they've been uh, hurt here the last six months, and uh, they're trying to get the word out. And I think in Florida, things have actually improved a little bit here from what I've seen and the information I've given. So. Uh, um, Orlando is uh, like so many places trying to uh, trying to get back on the map for uh, tourism, for business, and, and a lot of things. <clears throat> That's great. That's great. Well, let's let's start with let's start with you since this is about you. Uh, yeah. yeah, tell me tell me about who's who's Rick, and tell me a little bit about what your background. What's your background, and how, how did you uh, get to kind of the work you're doing today? Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's I like for a lot of people, it's a long and winding road. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm not from Atlanta originally, but I've been here 30 years now, which is uh, which is amazing. And uh, grew up in Wisconsin and went to college in Iowa. And my background is in business and in uh, and in technology mainly, um, but a love of sports. And I'm really one of those guys that's kind of combined uh, um, a couple things that I really enjoy and, and have made a uh, a career out of it in uh, in tech and sports and business. So. Uh, um, it's, uh, you, you look back on it, uh, all the little uh, stops and starts along the way, and it's kind of amazing, but, uh, here we are. And, uh, um, Atlanta has been uh, a great place to be. And, uh, as you know, the, uh, Atlanta business community and, and, uh, and tech community is really tight knit and, uh, happy to be a part of that. So would it be safe to say that your kind of your focus is on sports and technology with with a kind of a business uh, aspect to that? Is that kind of the the, the focus area? Well, yeah, I mean, everyone has. If you're uh, running your own company, every everyone's got to have be, be a little business savvy, as you know. And uh, I started out as a sports tech writer, or a sports writer, and uh, and kind of developed that niche and. Other things have come out of it as far as helping run sports events or tech events and um, TV and, and radio. And uh, it's, uh, I, I was happy just sitting in my office doing product reviews and, 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 and writing about the latest tech. And, and uh, things kind of just grew out of that. People found a value in that. And, uh, and really, I think my talent really is taking something that's really techy. And I wouldn't I hate to use the word dumbing it down, but making it uh, understandable to uh, to all the masses, to a lot of people. That's really been the trick as uh, as technology is uh, has grown so much and things change on a daily basis. Yeah, and as I tell people, there's there's a lot of technology out there, but if you can't explain it to a, a potential customer in a way that 
they can understand in 15 seconds and they're never going to, they're never going to buy it. Uh, no. you, you know, for, for every, you know, coder and uh, product developer, you got to have a, you got to have a marketing and salesperson. They can, they can take what you're doing and, and I, I, I know the phrase dumb it down, but it's really, it's really making it understandable to the, to your target audience. Yeah. And I use my 75 year old father as, as a gauge. A lot of times he has an iPhone and he's, He's struggling picking up all the latest technology and apps, and uh, I figure if it's something I can explain or how I, I would explain it to him is really uh, relevant to a lot of people. And uh, you know, he texts more than a teenage girl, so uh, <laughs> I've done something right. So. That's great. So, talk us through. I know you, you write for a couple of different media outlets, and your your work appears in a number of different places. But talk us through. Uh, you know, all or some of the the places where your, where your work's going to appear, where people can see it. I don't know if I can do it all, but uh, really, really my first breaks were with Yahoo Sports. And that was uh, over, over 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, when they were really looking for content to grow their platform. And I just uh, kind of, I wouldn't call it lucked into it, but happened into it. And that really helped me get noticed by, and, uh, you know, Yahoo's the biggest sports platform in the world. So had a by other publications, big and small, uh, Sports Illustrated is, is, is pretty big, and, uh, um, you know, Cox Media with, uh, with the AJC, having that, uh, that exposure has been great. Um, and then uh, NBA.com and, like, NFL.com, when they pick up something or they have something of yours, that's really uh, – I mean, I can write things for the AJC all day, but uh, when, you, when you're on the front page of NBA.com for a full day – uh, people that you went to high school with or people you went to college with really see that and wonder, uh, thank God they, uh, they worked so, uh, um, it's, uh, it's about, like anything, it's about exposure and, uh, and, and keeping your name out there, and then that leads to, uh, to more and more opportunity. So let's see. So you were doing uh, a regular series on, on uh, CBS 46 for a while. Is that, is that still happening too? Now, not with the pandemic going on, so okay. no one can come. No one can come in the studio, but uh, uh, hopefully that'll resume uh, right after that. But uh, I've been doing uh, some Zoom calls for some TV. Um, I do the, a weekly uh, syndicated radio segment for iHeartRadio uh, that airs on the weekend around the world, and uh, yeah, TV for for various stations it's been, and then uh, guesting on radio if somebody finds something relative and. Uh, and internet TV has really picked up, um, and and some of those shows have a have a decent following. So uh, I'm uh, if I'm available, I'm happy to put myself out there, and they can uh, bring me on, and they can beat me up, or uh, they can agree with what I say. And you know, I as you know me, I always have fun with it, and uh, and try to right. keep it relevant <laughs> and, and and family friendly. Well, and, and Georgia followers, you write write for a lot. That oh, yeah. is a huge that is a huge following. We have what's the What's the yeah, engagement on that one? I mean, I, I see like yeah. tens of thousands sometimes. Yeah, well, they have uh, the, the uh, Twitter account has over a million followers. So, uh, so yeah, that's been really big. And, uh, and you know, they get controversial sometimes. I'm probably the least controversial writer on there. <laughs> site and that site is i mean mainly run by some college kids and uh it's been 
that site is constantly amazing me. It's uh, the followership and uh, the engagement and, and, and mainstream news outlets pick up things that are on that site. So yeah. uh, it, it goes both ways. So what are some, give me some examples of some of the things you've written about. Let's, I know you write so much, but so let's say in the last, uh, last couple of weeks, what are some stories that have kind of stood out for you? It's like, okay, that was, that was a cool story that I, that I got to work on. Um, I mean, anything the last six months, as far as people working at home has been huge. Just the whole influx of uh, people in sports that uh, usually went to an office or a stadium to work. These people have been, uh, been stuck at home for the most part, so uh, so that's been uh, that's been something uh, uh, unique. Partnerships in sports between tech companies and, and sports is always of interest to me. Today I had something up on I own the Wireless Wednesday Live site, and I use that uh, for usually daily updates on things in sports and tech. And uh, Best Buy and the NFL have just uh, announced a big partnership uh, covering that down there today. And uh, just reviews of, uh, of fun gadgets, uh, um, portable hand sanitizers now you can carry with you. Um, it's, it's really getting uh, uh, face masks that have a cooling feature in it, uh, which yesterday here in Orlando was, I wish I would have had, had one of those. It was, <laughs> it, it was brutal down here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like different things. Everybody covers, you know, everybody can cover an iPhone launch. Uh, or a new phone coming out, but uh, digging deeper or uh, uh, finding something more unique than that is something that really interests me. Okay. Um, so I know you, you said you're in Orlando today. Talk talk to us about what you're what you're working on down there, if if you can. Um, just some just a couple of travel pieces on how uh, uh, the hotels are taking safety measures, including where I'm staying. Uh, they had uh, lots of uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, little packaged hand sanitizers in the room. The TV remote was, uh, was covered up by a, uh, um, like a, a little baggy type thing. Uh, that's a, uh, they're, they're allowing a day, supposedly some of the places are allowing a day with nobody in the rooms uh, in between stays to allow the room to be uh, completely sanitized. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost your audio. I lost your audio for a second there, Rick. Sorry about that. Uh, yep, there you go. Just how just how the rooms are, are being sanitized, and, and the uh, the hotel chains or hotel companies are taking extra measures um, to make sure things are clean and safe. And so they're taking me around, showing me some of that. Uh, how the theme parks are are taking extra uh, measures. Uh, it, it's just all about making people feel safe about traveling again, and and maybe taking a, a few days away. Uh, Orlando and in cities like Las Vegas and New York are really uh, are really trying to get the word out. Are you doing the the big Disney theme parks while you're there too? Yeah, we uh, we were at SeaWorld yesterday. Okay. And and just a uh, if you if you know the SeaWorld company Anheuser Busch owned uh, the SeaWorld park. Right, that's right. Um, very clean. Uh, I was just amazed by how clean the things were. If you sat down somewhere, there was a person uh, cleaning off where you were sitting as soon as you left before the next person. Uh, sat down, uh, and even how they exit the uh, the theme parks and the shows, uh, keeping social distancing. They're uh, they put a lot of thought into this and prep into this, and uh, I definitely felt safe about being at a a theme park with thousands of people yesterday. And and uh, I don't want to get on an airplane right now, so uh, so I'm I'm kind of leery about things. And I felt safe and, and uh, content yesterday, so that was good. 
You know, it's funny. I, I, I feel comfortable being on an airplane. I, I'm not as comfortable getting through the airport to get to the airplane. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. I, 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 I guess the, the airlines have done a better, done a better job about making me feel, me feel safer when I'm on the plane <clears throat> than the airports have done about getting me to the plane. That makes sense. Yeah, you can uh, clean an air, you can clean an airplane off when there's nobody on there. How can you clean a terminal when there's constantly people in the terminal? I mean, yeah, uh, or, or going through a TSA line. Uh, that's the that's the trick. Yeah, yeah. Everyone constantly walking with their hand on that rail, on that uh, <laughs> on that band on the rail, right? Yeah. No thanks. No so, thanks. so anything uh, in particular? I know so you got Orlando this week. Any other major projects coming up in the next couple of weeks? Um, just kind of watching uh, NFL football to see. That's really the big sport story uh, uh, in the next few weeks is, is uh, in college football and NFL football. Are they going to be able to play? Football is such a, a driving force in sports as far as uh, economics and, and, and many other and technology, many other factors. Um, it's really uh, – <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm watching closely uh, how uh, if NFL football is going to be able to play. That's going to set the tone for a lot of things for the rest of the year and early next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they're watching from the examples that the uh, NBA and uh, Major League Baseball have set you know, in terms of what's working and what's not working. So it's an opportunity for them to see the mistakes and hopefully learn from them, right? It is, but it's a totally different animal. Uh, tackle football uh, is not uh, right. is not baseball, and uh, mm-hmm. and and there's no bubble going to be in football. You have you have so many players as far as testing and things that could go wrong. Um, I mean, no fans, of course, at the stadiums is, is going to be a given. Um, but as far as can we keep these players safe? And uh, you know, these guys are huge, uh, huge, strong men. But that right. doesn't make a difference, evidently, with this disease. So uh, we'll, uh, it's definitely wait and see and watch and see. What do you think about the, uh, the, the little practice of piping in uh, crowd noise? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. The, it's definitely a different uh, experience watching these on television with, you know, a Braves game with no fans. And it's, it's, uh, right. it's different. Um, I think for the TV viewers, it would be kind of subtly – have some background or some ambient noise that's not a bad thing um the u.s open tennis is going to be uh, uh doing this in conjunction with IBM. Uh, not only just your, your audio audio went out again for a second <coughs> there you go um yeah u.s open tennis keep an eye on they're going to be piping in actual noise from previous tennis matches <laughs> Uh, so they're they're taking it even a step further. It's not just generic noise. They've done research over the last five years, and they know when uh, when Novak Djokovic hits a a winner, they know what kind of crowd reaction that gets, and that's the that's the no, the noise that supposedly they're going to pipe in. Hopefully, it'll be the the right reaction, right? Instead of a ah uh, ooh. <laughs> in tennis, you got to be careful. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I mean, you, you, I'm sure you, I know you've seen a plenty of. Uh, minor league baseball games and you know the the noise level of those games is really uh, a lot more subdued than at a stadium with 80,000 people in there so you know it's it's a it's a different feel but if you've been to minor league games you kind of have oh, a yeah. feel for 
for what it sounds like. All right, Absolutely. so some uh, some fun questions. So, what if I asked you what is the coolest thing about Rick? What's 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 something kind of fun and cool about Rick that people might not know about? Oh, jeez, I'm actually pretty boring. But uh, what's what's cool about me is people think I have a really cool job. Or, there you go. Or, um, <clears throat> and it's work. I always tell they think, oh, you're off on another. Uh, one one of my friends calls it a boondoggle. Now I don't know I don't know exactly what that means, but that doesn't sound like there's a lot of work involved. And <laughs> and, and usually when I'm away, it's. I mean, I try to make it, try to find something to do fun or local if I can, no matter where I am. But uh, I mean, there's there's days where it's eight in the morning until midnight. Um, you're you're occupied or work. So uh, the perception that what I, and, and what I'm not complaining at all. What I do is uh, is actually pretty, it is pretty cool and pretty fun. But the way people think of it's even probably even more cool than it really is. Well, you know, people think of uh, you know. Uh a paid travel, you know, travel writer gets paid to go to some luxury resort and sits around the pool drinking, drinking drinks and relaxing all day. And, you know, it's, it's usually, uh, usually not quite that. Uh, let's see. Okay. So what's the last book that you read that you want to admit to? Cause sometimes people have reading habits. Like, I don't want to tell people I read that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get to, uh, I, I have time to read sometimes when I'm on the road or at home, it's kind of downtime. Um, Usually what I'm reading is sports related, but I kind of read this one uh, book recently. It's called Courageous Cultures. It's about team building in business and team building in life and really how you get through life. Uh, you know, you don't do it by yourself. There is, uh, whether it's family or friends, there is kind of a team or team support around you. And uh, the book just really enforced for business how, uh, as you know, um, things are a lot easier when you have a, a good team around you, and that book just kind of really uh, reinforced it. And it, it was a, it was a good fun uh, fun read that uh, I learned some things, but also uh, reinforced some things that maybe I already knew that you had forgotten. And yeah. especially in during a pandemic year, we're all uh, maybe doing different roles, or our, what we what we're doing has changed a little bit. So it's good having uh, it's good having someone around you that uh, that helps. All right, favorite non-work hobby? Um, yeah, I've mentioned this when we did the written one. So uh, so I love, uh, kind of like American Pickers, I love uh, finding old sports memorabilia in, in various places. So, uh, and, and, I, and I collect and I re buy and resell things sometimes. Um, but for me, it's the thrill of the hunt. I love, but once I get the things, yeah, it's cool. I have it. And, and some things mean more to me than others. People give me things, things that are personal mean things, but I love uh, uncovering something uh, um, that was kind of hidden or people didn't know they had. And really uh, if you watch American Pickers, which is one of my favorite shows, um, one of their goals or one of their uh, mission statements is, is finding something and putting it back where it belongs. And I'm a firm believer in that. I think that, uh, <clears throat> Um, if you can find someone that really wants something or, or a museum or something where uh, a particular item would be desired and you actually get it back to where, uh, where it should be, that, uh, that makes me feel good. That's cool. Uh, okay, favorite Atlanta restaurant that you hope to be go back to one day when restaurants are back to normal? Uh, these two restaurants are, are back to normal. I love Starbucks for one thing. That's, uh, that was my oh, I'm sorry, Rick. I, I, lost your, I lost the audio again there. So uh, 
Favorite Atlanta restaurant? Yeah. Louisiana Grill in downtown Ackworth, um, which is great uh, Louisiana food. He's a trained chef, but he's a nut, and uh, the food is really good. And uh, the Freakin' Inkin' Peruvian restaurant in Roswell. Um, he had one in Tucker for a while, but just the one in Roswell now, and it's really fresh food. It's really good. Uh, the chef is a, is a tennis player, so I know him from that, and uh, I love that place. And uh, I know you asked me the guilty pleasure the last time uh, Starbucks, like for so many people, yeah. is, a, is a guilty pleasure for me. Okay. So, uh, all right. So you got to my next question. So, all right. So yeah. the last question is, what's your, you know, when you when you want to get away from it all, what's a good place you like to go to unwind and relax a little bit? In Georgia or anywhere? No, let's, let's say in Georgia. Um, I like playing we... golf a little bit. So uh, Reynolds Plantation, uh, Reynolds Lake Oconee out there uh, east of Atlanta is nice. Um, I don't know if you've ever been down to uh, uh, Okamulgee, Little Okamulgee. There's a state park there with a yeah. really nice golf course. That's very relaxing. And in Georgia, there's a lot of places you can go that are just really relaxing. Uh, you get out of it. You just get out of Atlanta a lot of times, and it's just a different culture, uh, a different feel. Uh, the people are real nice. Um, even in the mountains, Blue Ridge has has become a kind of a really popular place. But you can still go there and, and, and relax. So uh, I like anywhere where there's decent food and a Starbucks and uh, <laughs> and a chance to find some sports memorabilia. Yeah, so, so is there a you, – you started saying uh, favorite getaway outside Georgia. If I expanded that – the field of questions to outside Georgia, what's your what's – your, is there a favorite place? Oh, and I've lost your audio again. I feel like the, the Rocky Mountains. Uh, Rocky Mountains. Yeah, Montana is my favorite state. So uh, um, I don't know if you've been before, but, uh, you know, there's you have little college towns like uh, Bozeman and Missoula, and then there's uh, they all have kind of a trendy little downtown. And, uh, you know, Montana's just very relaxed. The people are, are really nice. Uh Real estate's gone up there because a lot of people from California stopped going to Colorado and started going to Montana. But uh, it's a huge state. You can get lost there, and it's, it's beautiful. Excellent. We've been, uh, we've been talking with Rick Limpert. Uh, Rick, I appreciate uh, taking some time, getting to chat with you this morning, and uh, keep us uh, in the loop as you get uh, new projects, new things. We'll, we'd love to come back to you, circle back, and talk uh, a little bit more on the Four questions, journalist spotlight. I always do, and and Mitch, thanks for uh, for what you do in, in highlighting people that uh, um, have a passion for uh, for journalism, for reporting, for uh, for public relations. Uh, what you do is is invaluable, and and uh, appreciate all your hard work. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. 